What up, you turds? Welcome to the Take a Tart Podcast. I'm your master of the house, Michael Simlin. Uh, we want to welcome onto the show, first-time guest here, one of the all-time saves leaders in Northwestern men's soccer history with only one season of starting. Imagine what could have been. Uh, he comes all the way from Southampton, but he is a diehard West Ham fan. So first of all, thanks again for taking Andy Carroll, and thanks for joining the pod, James Warren. Anytime, Sim. Anytime. So James, I understand you have a take to share with us, so I'm going to give you the talking sick. What do you got? I don't think it's a massively hot take, but it's a pretty warm take. So basically, Netflix sucks. <laughs> I despise the whole Netflix watching experience. Basically, we have a our culture has a huge obsession with binge watching every single show that is now. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, that's my my entertainment sort for the next two days, which I think is an utterly ridiculous notion. It's taken away all the enjoyment out of TVs and movies um, from what it looks like for the rest of our lives. Basically, it's not going to change. My reason for this is growing up every Friday night. My dad and I would look forward to watching the same show every Friday night. Mum would pause it. So you might, you might say the DVRs ruined it first by recording shows. That we'd pause it, get home from soccer practice, and watch the show every single Friday night. And it was great. We'd always look forward to it. If it got bad, we'd still have to sit through it every single week. But now the ability to watch something on Netflix is completely taken away from this. You start a show. Within 20 minutes, you kind of decide whether you're in it for the long haul or not. You then watch an episode, watch another episode, another episode. Don't have to click a button between the episodes. Yeah. And suddenly six hours have gone by. You haven't really enjoyed it. You've watched it on your own. And the entire TV watching experience is just dying, basically. The fun's gone out of it for me. Yeah, the idea of, like, appointment viewing television. Like, Game of Thrones is probably the last time that people felt the need to make sure I am here available and watching this. Because even, like, like, Stranger Things... To me, it, it, it makes no sense why Netflix just really dumps an entire season at once. And then so everyone just locks themselves in a hole and they aren't going to talk to anybody and they're just going to sit there and watch it the whole season at once till their eyes bleed. And then if you don't, like if you have other responsibilities and don't have eight hours to just give to watching Stranger Things, by two days in, you're getting all the spoilers because like no yeah. one can shut up about it and they just like committed to this binge watch. But it's not done in community why does Netflix not be like, we are just going to release this Tuesday at seven or whatever. Cause you can still stream it on a laptop, but then still have that appointment viewing it. To me, it doesn't make sense even on a content side. Cause they're, they dominate the conversation for four days and then we're just on to the next thing when they could like game of Thrones dominate the conversation for two months. The idea that we need to have something TV related where we are coming together at a specific time. It's really live sports is, is probably the only other time yeah. that this is happening. And your own experience would say it was better to have this routine, some of the set-aside time, and that's just gone now. Well, yeah, you would look forward to it for a whole week, and you'd be there talking to me, oh, what do you think is going to happen tonight? What's going to happen tonight? And the next day, you'll go into school, and you'd all be talking about, can you believe what happened last night? That was insane. In the same way you would talk about live sports. Now, if someone mentions, oh, have you seen this show? Say, oh, no, I'll watch it tonight in speech. Oh, well, I, I finished it. There's nothing to talk about to people within your point of Game of Thrones been the last real thing because it was a week by week. It was only really season eight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the first, when season eight came out, everyone's like, I've got to rewatch the first seven seasons now. Yeah. Like, I have two weeks to watch 54 episodes of Game of Thrones or it's not worth my time. Yeah. Even Game of Thrones became a thing because I don't know anyone. My dad was the only person that watched it from season one. Okay, like, when yeah. it came out on TV. So when the... This is not really a hot take either. The shocking finale for Game of Thrones came out. 
my friends in my room were like, oh, that was that was kind of that was just nonsense, basically. Oh well, I only wasted a couple of months in this watching it all. My dad sort of like eight years. <laughs> I was watching this for eight years and it's gone. I can't get that back. It's like a sports team. You go along with the ride every up and down you share with a TV show. There's no backing out of that. And if it happens, not like people that watch Lost the whole way through and the end is just awful. It just hurts you so much more. You'd like to show on a way more personal level than you did if you just, yeah, I'm going to watch them all now. And that way, the moment you get bored, you can just shut it off and no one cares. It's not about, Noah, I have set aside my Friday night for this. I will sit through it. I will find a way to enjoy it. Because it's been a complete waste of everyone's time. Just made it so much more entertaining. It was like something at stake watching TV. Yeah, exactly. The stakes were raised on that. Because I think, like, there's a part of this take where you're not, you're not even saying that the the idea of streaming isn't exactly what, what you're kind of attacking here. But it's this idea that, yeah, the binge watch model. And I was like, yeah, it's great to be able to, like, catch up. It's, it's better for, like, your friends to or sorry, if they haven't seen any of the Game of Thrones, to catch up so they can, like, watch probably seasons seven and eight, like, where it was really, like, this is a sure. cultural thing, right? So it's better they get to enjoy it some. But that's probably, like, I would say qualitatively less than, than your dad's experience or, or anyone who was able to start out. Then when, like, Ned Stark gets killed, it's like, what is this show? This is <laughs> awful. And then you had to wait, you know, months and months, sometimes even into years, for that next season to come out. Yeah, now it's just like you're just mindlessly letting you know the little little circle go, and it's like ready for the next episode, and then it just all of a sudden it yeah, pops t- a in. A ten second countdown, and away you go again. Yeah, yeah. There's almost this yeah this culture with any sort of streaming, right? Netflix, who like I don't care what it is now, Disney Plus on the on the market. Well, I guess maybe we should stop there on Disney Plus. So the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Kind of coming out on a, on a week mm-hmm. weekly basis here. Do you sense that maybe Disney Plus is aware? of some of this pushback of the binge watch model and is maybe trying to counter some of that with, with a show like the Mandalorian, maybe they'll do this moving forward. Well, like Disney plus is brand new and everyone's watching the Mandalorian. It seems so the worst thing they could possibly do is like, nope, here it all is for you within two weeks. No one's watching Disney plus anymore. Yeah. The only way to actually keep revenue. Cause they haven't made many original shows yet. Yeah. Like new ones coming out to get people watching this. And then in three months when that's finished, have something new that they can release. So it just keeps people interested for way, way longer. But Netflix, have they have so many options that to release them week by week, people will just lose interest. And your point about, oh, if Ned Stark, you have to wait. I did like a high school film class and said, oh, what's the key to writing a good book or a good film? Oh, end of every chapter, you some kind of cliffhanger. The end of every episode, you some kind of cliffhanger. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the point in all this, a whole episode's worth of build-up for the five-second payoff at the end? I'm like, Oh my goodness. For 20 seconds later, it's been resolved. There's yeah. no cliffhanger. Yeah. People are like, I can't believe it. Have they, have they renewed Sean Bean's act in season two? Is it over for him? Oh, they say it could be flashbacks that he's in. He might not actually be in the show. Just fast forward. Oh, there he is. It's yeah. just the whole writing experience. It must be so unsatisfying if you're a writer. They're the only cliffhangers you can do are really between seasons. And even that only works if people are watching it as a season by season basis. And yeah. the show is like, because most shows gain popularity now by season four or season five because the big streaming servers aren't prepared to give them a chance. I can't remember the last time I watched any show on NBC or ABC. I don't know about you, but... No, I'm, I'm not a big TV watcher the way it is. But yeah, this, like, network television... Yeah, again, not that we're breaking any ground here. But network television is, like, in a weird spot, and that's, like, why you're seeing them have to remove The Office from all these streaming services 
or you know to they can put it NBC can put it on their own and that's the only way they're going to survive right and it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is probably going to end up in that same boat where eventually that's just going to be on one specific service like you have to make it exclusive because if it's available to everyone the big boys are just going to be the ones that you know end up like being able to serve it and get the money at the end I was going to say this is we're talking about TVs here because our TV is like arguably bigger TV actors earn more money than movie actors a lot of the time yeah but even I who's senior year of college I miss what, what are they, 12, 13 making the blockbuster run oh yeah the, you know you remember the blockbuster oh, run oh my goodness absolutely and you were like what DVD are we going to watch tonight what are we going to go and get and you'd be like you'd have hundreds in front of you some rubbish ones some great ones you look through oh it's three pounds for tonight yeah that's totally right we're going to love this movie now I'll go out with my girlfriend you want to watch a movie tonight sure we'll get the remote out Rubbish, 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 rubbish. Now, I've seen this one before. This was okay. Sure, we'll watch this again. Like, there's so much choice. Yeah. But it's you don't take the time to really look at it. The whole movie watching experience for me is like, unless you're at the cinema, watching it on Netflix is just so much more unsatisfying. Yeah. Because it's so easy just to go through. And Netflix and Hulu have a kind of pretty garbage selection of movies. All the good ones are only on DVD. But no one's going to Blockbuster or to Walmart, and they've got now the red boxes, which very few people use but the horror of tonight is movie night we're gonna go out we're gonna buy some popcorn we're gonna go to blockbuster and get a movie again it was just so much more rewarding yeah the idea of sitting in front arguing for 20 minutes between your friends about what we're gonna watch and then watching the same movie for the third time this month which is what tends to happen yeah like how many tweets can there be of someone making some joke about how they've rewatched the office and like the Office and Arrested Development are the two shows, like the only two shows I've ever watched all the way through. Like I'm a big, I'm a big Office guy, but I don't feel the need to like rewatch it. Like, and, and okay, and Friends falls into this category too. Yeah, I have some friends, lowercase f friends, who will be <laughs> just immediately personally attacked by this. But like, quit rewatching Friends and The Office, <laughs> and quit rewatching this B minus movie just because you've like seen it before on Netflix. And yeah, you may be overwhelmed at the choice. And there's a lot, there's just a lot of content. And a lot of it isn't good. Like the, the idea of being the pioneer who you want to you wanna see this show or you want to see this movie that's like not popular and you want to be the first one to discover it. Good luck because you are going to swing <laughs> and miss on so much of the content there is now. If you're okay wasting eight hours before you get to like a good show or a good movie, so be it. I would maybe argue you were made for more and there was like better things to do with your time. <laughs> that idea of like, going to the blockbuster mr movies was the one here in town mr. right movies. and like and like showing up and being like well i don't know i haven't really i haven't really seen what this movie's like all right well we'll go have z on it and we'll we'll give it a watch and then to have it be good yeah like rewarding yeah. and now it's just like the lows aren't as low the highs aren't as high and it's really just kind of almost like a numbing watching experience well, yeah and when we went to blockbuster or mr movies you look at something Ooh, four stars. That's that seems like it could be all right. Yeah. Now look at so just IMDb. Like, oh, got a six point six. No, this isn't this isn't worth our time. You just give up on something based on other people think so quickly yeah. nowadays. It's kind of stupid. I'm not. I can't answer you why do people rewatch the same shows a million times? Because right now in our room, Benji's watching The Office again. <laughs> it's always the episode where Dwight gets the concussion. Well, it's, it's, it's a banger, but it's, yeah. It's but always yeah. that episode. You know what's coming. You're literally quoting along with it. How is this enjoyable? I'm like, try to it's just the fear of disappointment. 
I'm so afraid of this being a waste of my time that I'd rather have a guaranteed 6 out of 10 enjoyment level right now. I guess society's got to that point where they'd rather have a 6 than Risker. A possible 9, even though though IMDB it runs, it's more than likely going to be a 4. This is probably the saddest state of society podcast <laughs> we've had so far, but I think you're 100% right on. James, thank you for stopping on the pod. Best of luck this weekend with the Hammers. And thank you for listening to the Take It to Heart podcast. You got to rate and review us wherever you're getting this pod. We really do appreciate it. And also like and follow us on social media at TITH Podcast. You can give us more feedback there. Thanks again, James, for stopping in. Thanks to Anchor.fm for making this happen. We will talk to you next week. Keep it real. Keep it safe. Thank you.